Welcome back to Sophie and Sebastian. We have had lots of stories about Sophie, so this time Sebastian gets a story all by himself. Well, unless he can get his brother Lucas to play with him. Enjoy. This story is called Playing Trains. Every morning, Sebastian announced the arrival of a new day. The one moment he was deep asleep, and the next he was bright awake and letting everyone know about it. Dad even stopped using his alarm clock. Why set the alarm, he said, when we have our very own rooster? But Sebastian never cried, Cock-a-doodle-doo! As loud as he could, he shouted, Mum and Dad, I need to pee! Unfortunately, today was Saturday. Mum and Dad wanted to sleep in, and no matter how Sebastian yelled, no one came. So instead, Sebastian tried to wake up Lucas. It is, as Mum often said, a wonderful thing when brothers share a room. Lucas, wake up, Sebastian whispered. Wake up, Lucas. But Lucas was a deep sleeper and did not respond. Sebastian knew he had to try harder. Lucas, wake up! Wake up, Lucas! Finally, a voice came from under Lucas's covers. It said, Leave me alone! Then Sebastian knew that Lucas might want to play with him. Do you want to play trains, Lucas? Sebastian said. Lucas, do you want to build me a train track? It's too early, Sebastian. I'm still sleeping. You're not sleeping, Lucas. I can hear you talking. Please, can you play trains? I give you a hug and you build a train track. Lucas could not resist the promise of a hug. He lifted Sebastian over the railing of his bed and set him down on the ground. Then they both snuck out of the room in pajamas and bare feet and into the living room. Lucas turned on some lights and opened the curtains a little. It was still dark outside, but the light from the street lamp revealed a fresh layer of snow that had fallen during the night. The snow was as fluffy as a pillow and as smooth as milk. Only a passing cat had made a few tracks in the night. Let's have cereal first, said Lucas. So they got the box of Cheerios from the pantry and bowls from the cupboard, milk from the fridge and spoons from the cutlery drawer. With so many steps to take, Sebastian was glad that Lucas was there to help. While they were still slurping cereal, Sebastian asked, Lucas, do trains go in the snow? Sure they do, but I'm not building you a train track outside. Please, Lucas. Lucas thought about all the other ways to make snow. Marshmallows, cotton balls, spoonfuls of sour cream. None of them seemed quite right. Okay, then, he said, but just a small one. Yay, said Sebastian, and put his arms in the air. Since he was still holding his spoon, drops of milk went flying. Oops, he said, and made a funny face. 
There is something miraculous about fresh snow, snuggling up against the trees and curving over the roof. When it's dark and the moon is still out, it's even more magical. Lucas and Sebastian came out in their snow pants and coats, in toques and scarves and mitts. Lucas carried a bin full of tracks and trains. The world was perfectly peaceful when they set to work. First, Lucas showed Sebastian how to lie on your back and flatten the snow by moving your arms and legs. Then they laid out the track with straights and curves, with bridges and tunnels, trees in a town, and lines branching off in all directions. Lucas built the track and Sebastian the trains. Best of all was a little green engine named Percival that ran on a single battery and could pull three or four cars up the biggest hills and all the way around the track. Then Lucas scooped up more snow and made hills with deep, long tunnels in them. Sebastian liked to lay flat on his stomach so he could watch the train come out on the other side. Lucas, said Sebastian, can you tell a story? Okay, said Lucas. And after thinking for a bit, this is the story he told. Once upon a time, on the island of Soot, there was an engine named Winthrop. This blue engine is going to be Winthrop. How about you put him on the track? Sebastian put the blue engine on the track. Now, Winthrop, said Lucas, was a small little engine, and all the other engines liked to make fun of him. Get going, said Alfred. Be serious, said Ernest. Hey, you're shunting your duty, said Augustus. One day, said Lucas, it was snowing on the island of Soot. Big flakes were coming down. All the engines had to work together to pull a heavy load through the mountains. So Sebastian and Lucas added more engines behind Winthrop. Alfred, Ernest, and Augustus had to help Winthrop pull five or six other cars. Slowly they moved down the track. Choo-choo! Choo-choo! Winthrop was at the very front. But as the engines got to the bottom of a big hill, Alfred, Ernest, and Augustus started to sing a song to make fun of Winthrop. It went like this. There's more of us than are of you. We'll bug you till you're feeling blue. We're the really useful bunch. You are always out to lunch. We are chugging up the hill. You are mostly standing still. Why are you not in the shed, snoring in your bed? That is not a nice song, said Sebastian. But the mean engines kept on singing. Winthrop, he's the lazy one. Slow and old, he weighs a ton. Ernest's brave and serious. Alfred, he's imperious. Augustus is a funny one. Really loves a clever pun. Watched them chugging up the hill, looking for a thrill. Ernest, Alfred, and Augustus sang their song over and over. At the front of the train, Winthrop looked angry and sad. He didn't say anything, 
There were tears in his eyes. The hill was steep and the tracks were icy. The engines were having a hard time of it, even though Sebastian helped by pushing from the rear. Choo-choo, said Sebastian. But Winthrop was not pulling at all. He did not feel like helping out. Soon the other engines realized that they would never make the top without Winthrop's help. First they said angry things. Full steam ahead, yelled Alfred. Go dream in bed, cried Ernest. We're a team and you're a sled, said Augustus. But Winthrop didn't care if they got to the top of the hill. The long train was quickly losing speed. The other engines tried a new strategy. You're a baby, yelled Alfred. You're a lady, cried Ernest. You're driving me crazy, Miss Lazy, said Augustus. But all Winthrop said was, I think I can't, and I think I can't. Fortunately, Sebastian could. He gave all the trains one more push, and they just made it over the hill. Woohoo! shouted the engines. Woohoo! Looks like we can manage, yelled Alfred. Without any damage, cried Ernest. No thanks to you, Mr. Baggage, added Augustus. All the engines, except for Winthrop, were very pleased with themselves. That is, until they realized that they were going down the hill a bit too fast. Great snakes, yelled Alfred. Slam on the brakes, cried Ernest. Jam on the snowflakes, screamed Augustus. But Winthrop refused to listen. He simply didn't care. And he had noticed something the others had not. Percival's train was coming from the other direction. It was just leaving a tunnel, and its smoke was rising up in the morning air. The tracks crossed each other at the bottom of the hill, right by the town. Percival couldn't stop because he was battery-operated. Winthrop didn't want to stop. He closed his eyes. Are they going to crash? asked Sebastian. Yes, they are, laughed Lucas. And so it was. Winthrop just made it past the crossing when Percival barreled into the other engines. There was a terrible scraping sound. Percival briefly got stuck but pushed his way through. Winthrop came loose and slid right into town. He came to a stop in front of the station. Behind him, Alfred... Ernest and Augustus all went off the track. Ouch! cried Alfred. Ouch! cried Ernest. And ouch! cried Augustus. The end. Is that the end? said Sebastian. That is the end of the story, said Lucas. Can I get my hug now? I built you a train track and I told you a story. So Sebastian gave Lucas a hug. Then Lucas said, Let's clean up and go inside before we get into trouble. And so they did. When they came inside, they took off their snow pants and coats, their toques and scarves and mitts. Then they went to wake up Mum and Dad. And Sebastian said, Guess what we did? 
And Lucas said, Hush! But it was a story too good not to tell. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed the story, why not draw a picture and share it with us? We'd love to see what you can come up with. Bye for now.